0: how he's doing and you know we we see each other at the Christian prayer breakfast and um, the courthouse and over here and at CCSA but just well enough to say hi and so this morning I was asking God you know what do you want me to say I mean I, I know if Harold were here he could tell story after story Mills. and uh, and God told me that I actually do have story after story about you I do and uh, he told me this morning ever since um, I was a new believer we have had people in common I mean, there's a lot of people in my, in my circle of friends that Mills also knows. And I got to thinking about the way that I think that I know Mills is the fact that every time I see him somewhere, like at a Christian prayer breakfast or um, a men's conference or here, that somebody else says to me, hey, it's Mills Carway." Let me tell you what he did, how he helped us when we had a need. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't know him that well. He seems like a nice guy. For at least eight years now, I think every time I've gone to something where I've seen Mills Carraway, somebody has said to me, let me tell you what that guy did when there was a need. Let me tell you how he's lived out the life of faith to me. And so I just wanted to bless you this morning and introduce you by the fact that the scripture says that your good deeds glorify your father in heaven. And so that's what I wanted to say as I introduce you this morning is that I don't know you all that well, Mills, but I know your dad because of you. And so I just thank Thank you for that. And I introduce him to you and uh, pray over your word. Thank you. Uh, Well, I
1: told him I'd give him 10 bucks if he said all that nice stuff. (laughs) No, I tell you what, I'm happy to be with y'all today. It's a happy day for me. Y'all don't even realize this. Uh, Belinda David may remember this, but today, my bride and I have been married 29 years, y'all. Come on. Sherry gets the prize for endurance, man. (laughs) But it's I just got to tell y'all, man, it's been a beautiful journey. Sherry and I have got to share in, in the, you know, she is everything that I'm not. You know what I mean? And how God puts us together. And I'm so blessed to have a beautiful wife who I get to share the journey with. And it's just been good. And I have to tell y'all something else. I have just had like a weird week too, man. I mean, I went like for a regular doctor's appointment. He goes, gosh, man, we got... this allergy stuff, y'all. Everybody's got allergies right now. You know, we're sneezing, man. We're coughing. And they say, oh, no, we got to give you a blood test, son. Huh? We're sending it off to Mayo Clinic. Of course, I'm thinking... Get the checkbook out, baby. Get ready, you know. So, man, they're sending this blood off. And all some, we need to CAT scan your sinus just to see if we might need to operate or something on you. And I'm thinking, oh, great, man. So I've had all that going on. They've got me on all kind of medicine. I'm taking this stuff. And I'm telling you, I shouldn't even have bad breath or an ingrown toenail. i got so much stuff in me right now. It's just crazy. But it's just been that kind of a week. And, uh, you know, then the other thing of it, how about the other day when it rained, y'all? Wasn't that that just awesome? That was good. That's a good hand clap of praise to the Lord there, wasn't it? I went and sat out in my garage and opened the garage door and just watched it and smelled it. Man, it was cool. Well, let me tell you something. Let me get you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 15. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7, but specifically 5 through 7. Now, how many of y'all have ever had a garden? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I knew there had to be a few of y'all. Man, we used to do that. We used to plant a garden out in the backyard, and I, in fact, actually, a side yard. And I had all kind of stuff. We would plant out there. I'd have jalapenos, and I mean, it is a lot of work. Tomatoes, okra, squash, I mean, To do a garden right. It takes a lot of work. It's daily work. In fact, it is so much work taking care of that garden that two years ago I replaced everything in there with rocks and cactus. Hallelujah. <laughs> now when I drive in, I can just wave at those cactus and say, hey, you're loving this drought, aren't you? You know, it's cool. But man, when I had that garden, I had to go out there and water And I had to go out there and weed, and I had to go out there and fertilize, and go out there and trim the plants back, and harvest, and pick that stuff down. I don't know if y'all know that, but zucchini just digs the hot weather. It loves it, man. That stuff is growing like crazy, and I mean, it's just going crazy. And every day I'm coming in, I'm picking Zucchini. And Sherry was making zucchini bread, zucchini casserole. We had fried zucchini, boiled zucchini, stuffed zucchini, raw zucchini, butter zucchini. I was about to turn into a zucchini, man. I was the Bubble Gump of zucchini, you know. So then I had the bright idea. I'm just going to start giving it away to our friends. Man, I'll speak a blessing on them by slapping some zucchini on them. And you know what I found out? I was running out of friends before I ran out of zucchini. <laughs> but I tell you what. I testify today that I praise the Lord for the rocks and the cactus. <laughs> it's good. I don't have to go out there working that stuff And That garden was hard work, effort, commitment, dedication. But listen, today, as followers of Christ, it's no different. If you're going to walk with Christ, if you're going to know his plan for your life, what he's wanting to do in and through you today, it takes work. It takes commitment. It takes dedication. You know what? As followers of Christ, there's going to be times that we're going to have weeds grow up in our life. Weeds of sin that got to be dealt with. There's going to be times of drought. There's going to be times when, as we journey with Jesus, we're going to be going, Lord, where are you? This is a dry time, a hurtful time. Let me tell you something. Last Saturday, I went to El Dorado, Texas and attended a funeral for a young man, 18 years old, who was running and was hit by a pickup truck with his whole future ahead of him. And folks, listen, you sit in those times and you go, Lord, what are you doing? There are times of drought. There are times of storms. That family is walking through a storm. He runs out getting ready to go on a college scholarship to run track and gets hit by a truck and goes home to meet Jesus. Folks, listen, what that told me is that we've got to trust Jesus Christ daily. Moment by moment, recognizing that he's the vine and we're the branches. He is who we get our nourishment from. He is who we get our strength from, our protection from, our direction to live each day. With that in mind, let's look at John chapter 15. He says this, I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. For you are already clean because the word which I have spoken to you abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. These are the words of Jesus. For I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch. dries up and they gather them and cast them in the fire and they're burned. But look, but if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. Folks, listen. This is a really a foundational passage for the people of God. We really have got to... Press in to Jesus Christ. Look what it says in verse 5 there. Very first thing it says, I'm the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me. That is a constant theme throughout John the 15th chapter. He mentions it several times. What does that mean for us today, June the 26th, 2011, to abide in Christ? Listen, it's really an invitation for you and I to join Jesus Christ on his journey to walk with him, to learn from him, to come along beside Jesus and share the journey, to take the opportunity to stop, get off the treadmill, and sit down at the feet of Christ. Press in to him. Abide in me. Jesus invites you and I to share his journey, his journey. He's saying, walk with me. Come to me, all who weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come share the journey with me. Learn from me. Experience who I am and what I desire to do in and through your life. Abide in me. All through the New Testament when Jesus called people, he invited them, listen, to join him. To join him. Luke 5, 27, Matthew, the tax collector. Jesus comes along beside and says, follow me. To Andrew and Peter, as they were there with their nets fishing, Jesus came along beside and said, Follow me. To the rich young ruler who came to Christ, Jesus told him to drop everything and follow me. We're called to follow Christ. Jesus' call was always to join him. Andrew asked the Lord one time, Where are you going? What are you going to be doing? You know what Jesus said? (laughs) Come and see. Come and see. Join me. Come with me. Abide in Christ. Listen. Listen, dear church, people of God. To abide in Christ means to go hard after him, to pursue knowing him, to press into him, to make him not your savior alone, but he's the very purpose life giver. Abide in him. He's the vine. We're the branches. Abide in Christ. When life is happening, press into Christ. When those weeds come up, press into Christ. When the drought comes, press into Christ. When the storms come, press into Christ. When you walk through a season of plenty, press into Christ. In all things, in all times, press into Him. Press into Him. Abide in Him. Join Him on His journey. You want to know what He's doing? Come and see. Come and see. Now, here's what we'll miss if we're not careful. We get up each day. It's busy. And we're going about that day. And we've got things happening. And before you know it, and and the enemy is so sly, but before we know it, what we're doing is inviting Jesus to join us in what we're doing. Lord, take care of this. Lord, you look after that. Take care of this problem I've got. to Look after my family, my finances. And I tell you what, i got a busy day, so if you could order it all right for me, and I'll get back with you if I need something. Folks, we've missed it. It's not about him joining us. It's about us lining our lives up with him each day. He's the vine. We're the branches. He invites us to join him, to share his life. And me illustrate illustrated like this. George Washington Carver once said, there's no need for anyone to be without direction in the midst of the perplexities of this life. He regularly got up early in the morning for quiet time alone with the Lord. In relating how important those early morning times were to him, he said, at no other time have I so sharp an understanding, now get this, so sharp of an understanding of what God means to do with me as in those hours when other folks are asleep. Then I hear God best and learn His plan. Not my plan for today. His plan. What's He doing? What's He about? That's what it means to abide in Christ. We hear from Him and respond. Look again in verse 5. There's a promise there. For those who abide in Christ, look again in verse 5. I'm the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I am Him. He bears much fruit. Folks, you don't have to worry about bearing fruit. If you're abiding in Him, He's going to bring it about. That's a promise, folks. As long as you abide in me, you'll grow strong. You'll weather the drought. You'll weather the storms. You'll be nourished. You'll be watered. You'll be fed. And you'll bear much fruit. Jesus is saying, listen, as you share this journey with me, as you abide in me, share my life, I'll bring a harvest of fruit in your life that you won't believe. <laughs> abide in me. What kind of fruit? Well, what's Galatians 5, and 23 say? Let's check it out. Here's the fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Listen, as we walk and journey with Christ, as we abide in Him, He's going to make all of those things manifest in our lives because that's who He is. He is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. And as we walk with him, that's what will take root in our lives and grow. Listen, Christ living his life through us. He is love. The vine giving life and fruit to the branches. You know how people will know your followers of Christ by the fruit? Matthew 7, 20, you will know them by their fruits because I went and did everything, no, is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Is that manifested in my life? Because that's who Christ is. And if I'm abiding in Him, that's going to be the fruit of my life because it's who He is. That's the evidence, folks, of the indwelling of Christ. The evidence that a lost world needs to see of the indwelling of Christ are those fruit. Love and joy and peace. You know, you don't have to tell the world they're a mess. They need to see love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Christ is all those. That's why Paul wrote in Galatians 2.20, It's no longer I live. But who? But Christ lives within me. Now listen, the second part of that verse is also a promise. Let's look again in verse 5. The second part of it is a promise. He abides in me and I in him. He bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And folks, listen. Psalm 127, 1 and 2 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, Those who labor, labor in vain. Now, we can be busy doing stuff, good stuff, man. (laughs) You're the greatest. We can be, oh, man, come on. But you know what? Unless it's the Lord doing it through you, it's nothing. You've been good for nothing. It's something you've come up with or I've come up with. Unless the Lord builds the house, Those who labor, labor in vain. You know what I've discovered over the years? This is testimony. I've done a lot of nothing. You know what? There were times when I was a youth minister that the thing that motivated me was I didn't want to let people down. What are those people going to think if I don't do that job? What are they going to think, man, if I don't call 80 kids every Tuesday night? What are they going to think? And the thing that was motivating me was the fear of disappointing people. And you know what? That was nothing. That's what was motivating me at times. Now, there's times that God used me in the lives of kids. I pray he continues to still do that. But there was times I was doing a whole lot of nothing because I was worried about meals. Oh, man. woo son, isn't he? Oh, man, he's just impactful, ain't he? As me. That was me. What are people thinking? I wonder if we were honest today. Honest. How I many of us would testify, I've been doing a whole lot of nothing. But I know the Bible. Son, good. Satan can quote the scripture back and forward, Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've been on mission trips. I've done this. I've done that. It's Nothing. Unless the Lord builds the house. Those who have labored have labored in vain. Abide in me, and I abide in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me is not a you can put a goose egg up on that scoreboard. Listen, here's a good suggestion to kind of find out what you're doing, who it's for, who's doing it through you. Do something today to bless somebody that nobody sees but God. (laughs) Go from this place today and go and give those people who serve you lunch a nice tip. Most of them working serve the Christians on Sunday. Well, I'll tell you what, I will if they deserve it. You want what you deserve? Huh? I know that's good American Christianity. I'll tell you what, if they do it, I don't, you know. I'll tell you something, I don't want what I deserve. Bless those people whether they bless you or not. You're God's people. Speak blessing to them and do it with your pocketbook. People won't notice. They won't bring you up here and clap, So, son, guess what so-and-so did today? He slapped five bucks on somebody at Chili's. No, they i not do that. But you know who does notice? That's who counts. That's who counts. Let me tell you, I don't want what I deserve. I want love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. By to me, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you'll do nothing. Now, I hear this occasionally from folks. Mills, you just encouraging a bunch of lazy old Christians. If everybody followed what you said, nobody be doing nothing. Folks, listen. Don't miss this. If that's you today, if you got that in your mind, well, heck, nobody's going to be doing nothing out there. You don't know. No, hang on. Let me tell you something. Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, is doing stuff all the time. <laughs> Do you know, last night while we were sleeping, he was saving people. Last night when we were sleeping, he was healing people. Last night, he was restoring marriages. Last night, he was putting families back together. And listen, he's doing it using people who've submitted themselves to him, who are abiding in him, who's sharing the journey with him, his journey, his journey, who are allowing Christ to live his life through them. People who recognize that he's the vine and we're the branches. Abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. Let's look at verse 7. Here's how it goes. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Abide in me and my words abide in you. Now listen, this is important. Don't miss this. Because I'm going to piggyback Charles a little bit. It's important that we get the word of God out to people. Because you know what? It takes faith to abide in Christ. And Listen. Romans ten seventeen faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. You can't abide in him unless you're digging in that word. Now, not for the sake of just being able to impress with everybody how much knowledge you got of the Bible, but is it speaking life to you? Is it giving direction and purpose for you? Here's how it goes. It took faith for Matthew to get up from that tax table. He was a rich guy and follow Jesus. But listen, he heard the words of Christ and he responded. It took faith for Peter and Andrew to leave their father's business and step out and follow Jesus. But they heard his words and they responded. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of of Christ, that's why it's important to hear the words of Christ and respond. Not for the sake of just reading and memorizing, so we can press everybody. But listen, the Holy Spirit of God speaks to the followers of Christ through the Word. He speaks to us through the Word. Psalm one nineteen eleven. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, I want to read it to you. All Scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. You can't abide in Christ unless you're digging in that word, folks. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. Now we see the outcome. Look again in verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it shall be done for you. Now, listen to me carefully, folks. If there's ever been a verse that's been misused in the Bible, it's been this one. Well, heck, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. Lord, just give me the score of the Cowboys game so I can go bet some money and get out of debt. You know, I went to that Dave Ramsey conference, and I know it ain't your will for me to be in debt. Folks, listen. Do you really think Jesus is interested in the Cowboys? Now, I'll grant you they could use some divine intervention. <laughs> you know? But i tell you who he is interested in. He's in the people playing those games. He's interested in the people watching those games. And this may shock you, because sometimes we can get gooder than God and getting better, He's interested in the people betting on those games. Jesus was about people. That's what he's about. Here's an oldie, but a goodie. I've heard this verse used many times. You want that Cadillac friend You to lay your hand on a son claiming in the name of Jesus. He wants you to have it. You deserve it. He says he'll give you the desires of your heart. Just ask Whatever you want, he'll give it to you. Folks, do you really think Jesus is interested in Cadillacs? Now, he's interested in the people driving them. He's interested in the people selling them. He's interested in the people who are building them. And he's interested in the people who work on them. Listen, the heart, don't miss this. The heartbeat of Christ is people. People. He's about people. Jesus was always on mission for people, to save people, to touch people's lives, to bless people, to lift people up. What does that mean for you and I to ask whatever we wish and it will be done for us? Ask for the souls of people. Ask for opportunities to bless people. Ask for people to be put in your path that you can show love to. Ask for those souls of those children at VBS. Ask, ask, ask. Now, go after it. Abide in him. Ask that Holy Spirit to put someone in your path to bless, to minister to, to speak to, to pray with, to encourage today. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you somebody, maybe somebody who's already in your circle of people who needs to know Christ. Ask that God would use you to be the hands and feet of Christ in a hurting world. Ask for that. Ask. Jesus was on mission for people. Here's a good place to start. For I was hungry, he gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you came to me. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. That's a pretty good starting point for us, is the body of Christ. For I am the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch, dries up, and they gather them, cast them into the fire, and they're burned. You know what? I pray that I don't ever become so useless to the Lord that I'm just cast aside. Now, listen, it's not about losing your salvation. It's not about that. But it is about losing your usefulness. It's, it's about that. We've got to abide into Christ, press into Christ. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. You know, Dan and Linda Wilson, friends of mine, they've been on quite a journey. He's been a doctor here in San Angelo for a good long time. They've had a beautiful marriage, raised two great kids and been used of the Lord to touch countless people's lives. Got children, reading glasses, you know, all kind of stuff for God to use, Dan and Linda. Back in 07, he went to a conference. He'd always had married people on his heart, wanting to help people in marriages, that, richer, fuller, deeper, more committed, more loving marriages in Christ. In 2007, he went to a conference. The Lord stirred in him something that he was wanting to use, Dan and Linda, for something. And next thing you know, he's writing a book, 2009 for married couples came out in 2010 we turned the page life's going on later that year the Lord revealed some plans to Dan and Linda that they were going to be moving (laughs) they were going to be doing something different here in 2011 here in just a couple of weeks he's going to close up his medical practice moving to Fort Worth God's going to use Dan and Linda a whole different direction from doctrine to pour their lives into married couples To love each other more, to 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 enrich their lives. It's a different calling. But it all goes back to abiding in Christ, sharing that journey with him, hearing his words, and responding. You know what God wants to do that now not everybody's supposed to go do marriage conferences. Now run out of here going, Mill said no, Mill didn't say any such thing, you know. But I do know this. The Lord is looking for people who listening. And will respond, who will abide in him, who will trust Jesus Christ as they walk along and share that journey with him, who are going to be directed by the Spirit, who are walking with him, and who are asking for the souls of people. And kind of like Isaiah, folks who have willing hearts will say, here I am, send me, send me. Now look, I don't know what it is for your life. That's why you've got, I can't abide in him for you. Okay, you've got to abide in Christ. I've got to abide in him for me to find out his plan for my life. But listen today, the journey begins by having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I don't take it for granted in a gathering this size that everybody in here is saved. we got a lot of people. Now, some of you may have had a belly full of religion. And I mean, you know, that can kill you. (laughs) You know it'll kill you. Religion will it choke you to death. But here's something. It's just this simple. Romans ten nine. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believing in your heart, God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved. Romans ten thirteen. Whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Mills, you don't know what I've done. No you don't know what I've done. I ain't going to tell you neither because I don't want you gossiping around town. (laughs) You know? But here's what I do know. Where sin abounded, grace abounded more. Give your life to Christ. He's not going to take away something. Now, he may weed eat you a little bit. But man, what he's going to pour on you, son, he's going to bring a harvest like you wouldn't believe. A harvest of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. Abide in Him. Call on Him today. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believing in your heart, God raised Him for the dead. Is it really that simple? Yeah, it is. You know what? I'm a dad. And you know what? I'm not going to make stuff difficult for my kids. If they need help, I'm going to be there to help them. They stumble and fall, I want to be there to help them up. So, me as a flawed human in this flesh, if I'm going to make it easy for my kids, how easy do you think our Father wants to make it for you to come to Christ? Think he's going to make a whole bunch of hoops you got to jump through? Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord. Believing in your heart God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Done deal. Now, most of you in here are believers, and it may just be today has just been a nice reminder of focusing back on Christ. You know what? We get busy. Life is going on, things are happening. It's summertime. We're going here, we're going there. And it's a moment of refocusing. Being reminded, hey, I got a, he's the vine, I'm the branch. <laughs> you know, the vine's not supposed to be following me around, I'm supposed to be attached to the, to the vine. Just be reminded of that today. Some of you come in here with heavy burdens. Today's the day to lay them down. You know what? There's new life in Christ, there's refreshment in Christ, there's restoration in Christ maybe your marriage is wrecked. He can fix that. He's big enough to take care of whatever you're dealing with in your life today. Whatever the Holy Spirit has put on your heart this morning, as we get ready to sing, you respond. Let's stand together, and I'm going to pray. We you have a time of invitation? I'll be here at the front, but let me tell you something. You don't need to necessarily talk to me. Who you need to spend some time with is the Lord. But I'll be here to pray with you. You want somebody to pray with? Come fill this altar up. Man, pray that God would use you. Say, here I am, send me. I want to abide in you. I want to hear your words, and I want to respond. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for your word. And I pray today that uh, by your Holy Spirit that you would give understanding, Father, that uh, you would speak to the lives of people today and the hearts of people. For that one today who doesn't know you, Savior, I pray that today they would confess with their mouth, Jesus is the Lord. That they would call upon the name of Jesus and be saved. To be saved in this place today, Father. For those who are limping, Father, spiritually, I pray that today you would come along beside them and give them strength. Uh, Father, for those today who are confused or whatever, Father, I pray that you would just give understanding that you have a plan for their life, Father. Whatever you want to do in this place, Holy Spirit, we ask you to do it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and Amen.
2: Minister team, go ahead and come up. Um, I'll just kind of pick for a second, just some, it's a little music, you know. Um, if you felt the Lord tugging on your heart, go ahead and come forward. Uh, this is a safe place. Um, or if you want to talk to somebody in the back, there's a few in the back that you can go talk to, okay? <laughs> is that okay? Is that good? Yeah. So let's just spend a moment, a few minutes. If you need to close your eyes, close your eyes. You know, just, just remember what it means to abide. Abide and to be washed in the Father. up here right now, she's about to move to California, so she's going to go spend some, is it your son, Lillian? She's going to go spend some time, so if you if you feel led to come pray for her, she's, she's going through that new transition in her life, a new place, so if you feel led to pray for Lillian, come pray for Lillian.
3: And Jesus, the lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You're taking me from the my clay. You set my feet upon the rock, and now I know. And I love, I need you. Though my world may fall, I will never let you go. You're my Savior, my closest friend, I will worship you until the very end.
2: find that place this afternoon to really get connected. Go spend some time down at the river or maybe in the quiet of your room. Just get connected to the Father today, this week. Go spend some time with him. Love on him. He wants to love on you.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jesus, lover of my soul, Jesus, Jesus. I will never let you go You've taken me From the clay. You set my feet upon the rock And now I know And I love you I need you Though my world may fall, I will never let you go. My Savior, my closest friend, I will worship you until the very end. Yeah, Jesus, you're the lover of my soul, and Jesus. I will never let you go. You've taken me from the Mariclet. You set my feet upon the rock, and now I know I love you. I need you my world fall, I will never let you go you're my Savior my Savior my closest friend I will worship you until the very end oh yes I will worship I will worship you with my life With my life, oh God, I worship and obey you alone, you alone, and I sing, Jesus, lover of my soul, and Jesus. I will never let you go. You've taken me from the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock, and now I know. Just sing it if you know it. And I love you. I need you. My world may fall I will never let you go My Savior My closest friend I will worship you Until the very end
0: Clint. I want to pray for us before we go today for dismiss. First, I thank God for bringing Mills in the word that he brought this morning. Thank you for speaking through Brother Mills. And uh, I pray for everyone in this room that this week we don't just let the word that we heard this morning die, that uh, we let God make it alive in our lives. And so I pray when we get together next week that uh, we have had a week of abiding in the Father and that we don't just let this week be another week where we heard a good message and went home and did nothing about it. So I pray that the strength of God and the power of the Holy Spirit will quicken that word. And I pray in Jesus' name. And I bless you this week. Amen. And we'll just play.